What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? It's that time. It's the Breakdown Pro Wrestling Podcast time. I'm your host, Wayne, as always, joined by... Paul. And we are going to talk about everything that has been going on in wrestling in the last couple of weeks, because there has been a whole lot of stuff going on, and I have a lot of very opinionated opinions about what has been going on in the world of AEW, in the world of WWE. I know we keep going back on our own rule about talking about WWE and Vince McMahon and the stupidity that he does. Granted, I can tell you I haven't watched a single freaking Raw in the past. I couldn't tell you how long. But the big news stuff, we, we pay attention to. So, uh... I guess we get started on the lead-up to Double or Nothing. The shit that went down Saturday. And then... Again, let's look. We're going to talk about the the, what the shit that went down with you know MJF missing his his meeting greet. You know, is that what we're we're, you know? Yep. Because again, I am of the opinion it's all been a work from jump. I think it started off as a shoot that turned into a work. They're trying to make do of what they got. They probably cooler heads prevailed on Monday when they had the meeting. After I don't believe there was. I, I literally, I'm telling you, I believe everything that comes out news wise about AEW is a fucking plant. Oh, the backstage is in chaos. Is it? Is yeah. it really? Because we don't know. We're not there. Exactly. So this is this isn't. Again, and just like we, we, the news we hear out of like the WWE locker room, like no one knows for legit if it's legit or not until you actually see something happen. I mean, we can see people get fired all the time. We saw Sasha and Naomi legitly leave. Oh, they're gone. They're never coming back. Yeah. So, like, that's the kind of like so that leads credence to all the the rumors and whatnot that come out of the WWE locker room. There's been nothing else that come out of from any wrestler that's been released, any wrestlers whose contract has not been, you know, renewed. None of them have come out and talked shit. So I don't, uh, that's why I'm like all like the best thing Tony Khan could do for his company is just have like these, these stories just like play play into the internet wrestling community that's a, that's genius put stories out there to get people talking to get people watching i i mean to me that's that that's creative that's using wrestling as it is in a a creative way like like vince would never do that well, a, a wise man once said, controversy creates cash. And what we got controversy after Double or Nothing when they when he was brought up. And again. That was just awkward. Eric, fuck no, I watched it. it like, hell no, that wasn't awkward. That's that's Tony no, Khan you being can tired of people. Yeah, Punk might have been like, oh, Punk wait a like, minute. Uh, but again, Tony Khan, the person in charge of all this, the one man who knows exactly what the money is doing... Is like I'd be pissed too if I ran a company and Eric Bischoff's gonna sit there and come up. 
CM Punk's the biggest financial disappointment in wrestling, and he's losing all this money. Okay, let's go back to our football argument. <laughs> he run helped runs the fucking Jaguars, who has been a joke since probably the third year they came in. How long were the, the Saints a joke, and how much are they worth? How much money do they generate? Every it fuck does not matter when you're in the NFL how shit your team is. You are going to make money off of people who I'm just not, love football. I'm not saying that. They're not making money. It's the fact that how many people talk shit about the fucking Jaguars every year. Doesn't matter. As long you as think that... You think you get used to it. As long as that... And again, I think... But like I don't you see said, him fucking is, going off on... This is... This is his, like you said. He needs to pick a pick a team or pick a business and stick with this. Like you said, this is his. And the problem is, people give Eric Bischoff, Vince Russo, Jim Cornette this like lofty level of reverence, like they know what they're talking about when they aren't involved in anything. No. And people are going to sit there and going to listen to Bischoff and then that's going to be the narrative. Like, Punk's a failure. Punk's a financial loss. you damn right. Like, if, some, if, I was, if I was Tony Khan, I'd have been like, no, I see the... Like, yeah, he's amped. And it probably... He probably... It could have been dialed back, but I don't blame him for getting all amped right then and there because, again, Punk doesn't give two shits what Bischoff says. But, again, this is... Eric is somebody who... Tony worked with at one point. He brought him on the show, and then now he's talking shit. Like, bruh, you don't know what the fuck's going on around here. So I get the the outburst. Yeah, it probably went on a little too long. And He's very passionate about wrestling. And again, I would rather have somebody who's very passionate about wrestling in charge of a company than the old man... Sitting a gorilla, telling the commentator to talk shit about two people who, two employees who are not happy with the way they're being treated. I would rather work for the guy who's willing to let MJF go to the ring and call me a fucking Mark, or call him a fucking Mark. We know Tony's a Mark. We oh, yeah. know he geeks out. He is a fucking super. We would be the same way if we had billions of dollars. And we exactly. Could start, if we I had the all way. the money to book a show that I want, I damn right. Yeah. And then to have that be a legitimate company afterwards. Like, Tony said he wanted to start AEW with Punk. It took him having to start AEW and showing that this was legit for Punk to even be to entertain the thought. Unfortunately, it took Brody Lee to die to really. Yeah, and to see how that you know, see how that whole situation was treated. Yeah, but it's also the news that apparently was it Wall Culture said this morning that fucking Nathan DeRosa is fucking pissed. Everybody's upset. I can see it. I can see it with her. She's very passionate about women's wrestling, and to not be on the dynamite after your pay per view. I mean, and I just don't the like, way the way the championship's been. Tweet, I don't. I mean, tweet. here's the thing. Like, is he like? I don't like. Clearly, like, here's the thing. Like, all the the men stuff is good. Someone else has to be dealing with the women. People keep saying it's Kenny, but Kenny's not always there, so he can't be doing it. No, I'm thinking it's um, 
It might be Malenko. Like, that's what I'm saying. So, uh, something else creatively needs to happen. Here's also the other problem with the women's division. I think the one rumor that's never been fully answered that I think is true is that it probably comes down to the... um, the execs at TBS and TNT and stuff like that at Turner Warner, they don't want what they would rather. Well, I mean, if they look at the rate, I mean, if you look at the ratings and you say these women's matches aren't drawing, like, but it's not true. Like Brett Baker's matches. But again, so you have to look at them on case by case basis of who it is. Like I fast forwarded through Brett, Jamie versus Tony and Ruby. Like I, they, I was like, did, gave two shits about that match. It was actually a good match. It's a better women's match, and they actually gave them time. Unlike, you look at every dynamite. But I see. I'm also of the opinion that I can't stand the Jade Cargill stuff anymore. Like I, oh, like I just I can't. I'm I'm, I'm done with mm. like that character. Like, and now of course, because again. Every women's storyline has to do with friendship and cattiness. We, you know, Serena versus Sheeta was just two people who didn't like each other. That's fun. That's how you, that's, that's part of wrestling. And they weren't, they were just fighting one another. It had nothing to do with wins and losses. But when it comes down to, to like going after the title, we've set up, it needs to be wins and losses. You're not, there's, Anna Jay sucks on the mic, not that great a wrestler. Chris Statlander, not that great on the mic, but she is a good wrestler. Well, here's the problem with that. It's, it's the problem with the original AEW people that you got straight from the Indies that's barely worked for a handful of years. They're not ready for cutting promos. And yeah, no, they 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 clear because uh, and, and again, having taught promo classes to people like it's just like reps in a ring. If you don't practice and you don't do it constantly, you're gonna suck at it. Yeah. And then like the segment with Swerve and Keith Lee, I I could give two shits about this week, even though one of the dudes he brought in, I know who it is. Like, I watch him on YouTube. Like, that dude's awesome. He was legitimately Chadwick Boseman's fucking stunt double in the MCU. I'm like, I don't I don't care. Well, that's the problem with that is it's the simple fact of Tony has too many toys and not enough time to play with them. So people are going to get lost in the shuffle. Look at um, fucking Orange Cassidy. Look at I mean, here's the thing. Here's honestly, and what they need to do is they need to do the rotating roster. Like, if you've been on TV for a while, then you get some months off and we bring somebody else up and we rotate. And if you want to stay, we want to keep you relevant or whatever, you do dark and elevation to keep your numbers up. But the road, the TV road schedule, like the TV time, should be a rotating roster unless it's your champions, because that's how you build up challengers for your champions. You bring in other people, like Dante Martin is a great wrestler, amazing. 
that segment with Scorpio just showed how green he was. He sounded horrible on a mic. And that is that, that is AEW's biggest problem. They have to bring in former WWE guys who've been doing this for years because, again, he brought in a shit ton of people off the indies who were not ready for TV. They're ready for TV in the ring, but you need to be able to actually connect with an audience and talk to an audience and talk to your opponents in professional wrestling. And most of the young people on the AEW roster cannot do that. Well, the thing is, you look at people he was pushing last year or even a couple of months ago to what's going on with them now. It's You don't even see them on TV anymore, most of those guys. Unless you go to Dark Elevation and... Well, I mean, again, like I said, you need that rotation. I'm all for the rotation and the, you know, some people... Because, again, that's how you get into the, the Vince WWE situation where it's the same people on television every week who just go out and go? I want to. I want to. I want a championship. Cha- I want to. I want a championship match. Why? What, what did you do to deserve it? Other than go, I'd like a match. Well, you know, what, like I guarantee you, after Hell in the Cell, Cody's gonna. They're gonna let Cody feud with Roman, so he beats. No, Roman. Roman Cody ain't gonna happen until SummerSlam. Exactly. If you do it, that they're soon. gonna have to start building it. No, SummerSlam's not until... August. So you got two months. No, the next... Roman's next one is going to be Riddle. And then after that... At Money in the Bank is going to be Riddle. And then after that is... I don't know what comes next. The fucking... Um, the Castle Show or... And again, what 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 has what Riddle done to deserve a title shot? Nothing. He's your most over baby face now. Randy it Randy's probably gonna be SummerSlam and you save off Cody. Cody's gonna win money in the bank. And then and he ain't winning the belt because if The Rock truly is available for WrestleMania, Roman's not going into that fucking match without his belt. Even if it's because it shouldn't be a match for the belt. See, here's the thing. Like and it shouldn't be Roman winning. It should be The Rock showing up to humble Roman. The the thing is this. Any AEW people who looks over and sees what's Cody doing in WWE and it's like, oh, well, I can probably get the same treatment. Yeah, no, you're not. Because you're not not a name. Cody is a name. Cody's not just a A, Vince doesn't give a shit about Cody. No, never has. Like we talked about before. Any diehard WWE fan that doesn't know anything about WWE, uh, AEW is just going to look at him and be like, why is the Stardust yeah. dude fucking doing here? Um, only reason why Vince signed Cody and pushing him the way he is is because he was the top fucking AEW person. He started AEW. He was the fucking backbone. Like, getting that company started and he stole like a major fucking player from them. But did he look at what Cody was doing on that roster? But look at Cody beginning of his career in AEW and what he was doing. And then when 
he started wanting to have more control and have Brandy come in and unfortunately fucking beat all the up and coming new guys. Like, yeah, you're technically you're helping them in the ring and making them look good in the ring, but, but you're he, still beating but, them. But again, and then you can look at the difference. All those young guys that Punk beat all looked the better for it when it was done. Yeah, Cody too. Not all of them though. Not all of them. Not the later ones, but the early ones, yes. Yeah, but like when like the later ones, he was just fucking squashing people. It was one-sided matches. Yeah. The Anthony Agogo match. He should have lost. That was the downfall of Cody. That was the starting point of the fans turning on Cody and him slowly um I guess losing his way in W in AEW. It's just And him too stubborn to change his character when he should have. Yeah. Cause he get, he's gonna get to this point in WWE where people boo him. It's gonna happen. You're yeah. not gonna stay a baby face forever. You're not that guy. It's like Stu Grayson. Unfortunately, he they couldn't agree on money and he left. He ain't going to WWE and getting nope. that push on money that nope. Cody's getting. Nope. Fucking um Cause again, what is his appeal on the indies or you know like again there should be a there should be more than one term now for like indie wrestling. There's like one. there is the majors, the minors and then the indies. And Stu Grayson's going to go to the minors. He's going to go to the GCWs. He's going to go to the bigger ones who can afford to book him now. Yeah. Cuz again, like we keep saying when Cody was on the indies, we could cuz that was what 2018? No. Yeah, 2018 well, yeah, was yeah. before AEW. So that first year... I no, that wasn't... Like, he was in Japan before that. He was in Ring of Honor before that. Like, when he started doing the indies and stuff like that, it was... It wasn't that close to AEW. I don't think. Either way, 2018, I couldn't have booked Cody. Too much money. I couldn't have booked Cody when he left WWE. Too much money. Hmm. Like that's the like you the, the like there is the indies are the shows like we ran. That's an indie promotion. Yeah. GCW, Rev Pro, like all these other ones had big money behind them some kind of way. That's the minor leagues. That is not the indies. OVW was a minor league. Memphis, minor league. Hell, FCW was minor league and then turned it into NXT. Like, those are minor... That's the minor leagues of wrestling. Indies are like what we did. Running a show in a gym with a a, a card that costs like 1,500 bucks. Yeah. And you hope you drew enough people to be able to pay the talent for that show and book your next show. (laughs) That's why you had a ring that was in horrible shape because you couldn't pay to fix it or pay to replace the parts. They, um... The thing is, the only people 
AEW Originals that can go to WWE and get the same treatment Cody's getting, it's only going to be Kenny Omega. Who's not going to go? Who's not going? Well, the Bucks. We said the same thing about fucking Cody, and look what happened. No, Cody, I always, I like, um, if anybody was going to go back, it was him. He's the one who said, I can't go back. I'll never go back. Kenny's not going. I guarantee the Bucks will never go. Bucks ain't going. They got too much invested. Yeah. Their whole family works at AEW. Yeah. That's uh, what I'm saying. Cody and Brandy literally had all like legit employment with the company and just said, eh, fuck it. Trying to think of who else. That's about it. Because, of course, Jericho can go back. And he'll probably get the same treatment. I don't think he'll get the same treatment as Cody. Because. Well, Jericho's never going to be of any significance to Vince ever again. He might go back. He'll He's going to go back as a nostalgia draw. He it's wasn't it. significant when he was like one of the hottest acts in fucking WWE. Yeah, because he made his. He. He might have gained... He hit his ultimate peak in WWE. Yeah. But, I mean, after he beat... After he was undisputed champion, it was... It was a steady downhill after that. I'm just wondering how many people Cody is going to, like, get in their ear like when, when their contracts are starting to come up. Like, some of the younger talent that he helped... At the Nightmare Factory, or and they'll show anything. up. They'll they'll go, they'll show up on NXT, get shitty names, yeah, and do nothing. But I guess we'll talk about the pay per view since we watched it. Um, I mean, I thought it was like four and a half hours. I thought it was a good show. It was a. I it, I don't understand the people complaining about how long it was. It's a. It's a three. And a half star match uh, show. It's probably one of the weaker AEW pay per views. Maybe because it was so long. They gave, wow. he bought an extra hour, um, not so much because of the, the basketball game that was going on at the same time, the game seven. It was more of, Letting Martha have her whatever, how long she well, yeah, wants. Yeah, letting to give her go her as long as she wants. But again, like he said, he talked to Dana, and he's like, Are you, "There's no main event on a UFC pay pay per view that starts before the main event of that show started." And I love people called him out, like said he was lying and exaggerating when he said, "You know, UFC pay per views are like five six hours." I'm like, they are. Like, everybody's like, oh, no, they're like three hours and the undercard's like on that. Like, that's still one event. Doesn't matter, like, how the, like, the buy-in was on YouTube, so. Yeah, so technically this. So technically this was a three and a half hour show, not a four and a half hour show. Because the buy-in was an hour. No, it was almost four. Not counting the buy-in. Because it was like 1140 something when it ended. So I've been like the buy-in started at six. Six. So seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It was like five. If you count, oh yeah. The so it was like four and a half hours without the buy-in. Yeah. 
But again, we sit through WrestleMania and nobody complains. No, we complain because how oh, shitty. Oh, we complain because it's it's now like WrestleMania is now it's like twelve hours across two days of just shit. But at no point in watching that pay per view was I bored and like I don't care. Um, there was maybe like one or two matches that could have been on Dynamite that didn't need to be on the pay per view, but he had to add them because he bought that extra hour. Like what? The Darby Allen and Kyle O'Reilly match. Dude, Dar- you're going to put fucking Darby on a goddamn pay-per-view to watch him kill himself. Yeah, but also, he's not pushing Darby like he used to. Darby's actually losing matches now pretty steadily. Yeah, you, you storylines mom- have to progress, brah. <laughs> but the I way guarantee was- you now it's going to be about him being able to win without Sting. Cause he's lo- he like Sting wasn't there and he lost. I don't know what they're gonna do with Sting. Doesn't have to be involved in like again like no. He- I mean like what do you do with Darby now? Like who who is gonna feud with? I guess he's gonna stick with Kyle, maybe. Again, so if you're doing this whole undisputed elite shit, you're gonna need a group to go against them. And again, nothing's going to really happen until after. Like, storylines aren't going to progress until after Forbidden Door. You're in a holding pattern until Forbidden Door. And then you'll go back into progressing Hmm. storylines. Because, and again, they they progress a little bit of the storyline with fucking Jurassic Express. Everybody's like, oh, oh the Christian. Christian's going to turn on. I'm like, I think he's going to turn Jungle Boy heel. No, that would be the stupidest fucking thing. Like, Jungle Boy, he can barely play a fucking... He can't... He can barely cut a fucking babyface promo. I don't know what he's going to do with it. But... We said the same thing about turning FTR face. Yeah, and that happened naturally. And look how good... That turned out. Yeah, and that that didn't happen. They they didn't turn them. They just turned face yeah. on their own because it's like, oh my god, I don't want to see FTR's baby face. They fucking great as heels. They're the greatest fucking heel tag team, and they're not much different as baby faces. Yeah. They just more bright love than. I mean, this one's like they're not very different. They still talk like they still talk a lot of shit. They um. So let's just go. The buy-in, Tony Nese, Malk, Sterling, Sterling versus Hook Housing. Squash match, basically. Show off Hook. Dan Housing gets the pin. Over the other comedy wrestler. Yeah. Um, so you don't hurt Tony Nese and... Hook still looks like a beast. Hook still looks like a beast. The most... Over guy, everybody loves fucking Hook. Sooner or later, you're gonna have to pull the trigger on him and start getting him into more higher. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I think that I think now that's where they go. They go. He starts. What after the TNT title? Maybe. Because <sighs> Page and him are kind of a rampage group. Hook 
pretty much every one of his matches except for one has been on Rampage. I mean, like, like that could be the title he goes after. You could put start putting him that way because yeah. you got to look at his record. His record's probably good enough to be in like the top five, and anybody in the top five of whatever bracket can challenge for the belt. I mean, I, I, that I, that's a segment I miss where they used to put the brackets up. Yeah. I think that's an online. Like yeah, it's on. Like the brackets are still online, but they used to put the brackets up. You know, because here's the thing: ultimately, who should be fucking going after Thunder Rosa right now? Who should Thunder Rosa's next opponent be? Who is it overdue to be? Jade. Technically, yes. I've been saying that forever. Like it's overdue. Like she's got a thirty-two and no record. Like she should have been a. She should have challenged Thunderosa ten matches ago. Be that. Yeah. Be do that. Let her hold both of them. Let her hold both of them for like a month or two, and then. Have her fight two people in one night, and that's how she ends up losing one of them. Well, you can do like the Oscar thing, o- Oscar, Oscar. Just have her give it up. No. Just have her give her up. No. Just like I don't want this. Any- this is beneath me now. I want the fucking championship. No, like if that's the case, you let her win, hold both of them, and then give up the lower belt. Hmm. Um, because here's the thing: the fucking they're gonna let probably let Athena beat her. You think? I would like on like that's the thing. I'm over Jade's character, but I'm not over the simplistic version of Jade's character. Let Jade be this athletic beast who just runs through everybody. I don't like the baddies. I don't like in like a lot of the bullshit. Like Well, she her character is about to get a hundred times better. Well, yeah, I mean she's gonna have and again he's they, they 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 didn't get rid of Mark. Mark was her lawyer. Yeah, but they've been setting up tension before. Between well, yeah. Them that, so they brought in since the mirror. Pu- so they brought she brought in a publicist. Yes. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen, it's uh, NXT's own Michael Bivens. And according to Tony, he had a ninety day. Really? Yep. They said ninety day. He, Tony said ninety day, unless because when was that? When was he released? And he might have misspoke. Yeah, it was a thirty day. Because it 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 if it was thirty, it was ninety. Because he said it ended like the day before the pay per view. So they did the deal the day yeah. of the pay per view, according to Tony. Did you like see that his, was the first time he met him? Did you see his stand up that he did a couple weeks ago? Uh uh-uh. uh He he. So Michael Biven, uh Malcolm Bivens, who's now um, Hathaway, Stokely Hathaway. That's that's the name. Um, basically, was on the mic just ripping apart WWE. He's like, "You can fucking shoot a guy, you can mur, you can uh, murder somebody, you can fucking rape somebody, just as long as you're in WWE UK, they can't find you." <laughs> Vince does, has no idea WWE UK exists. It's like how in the f- like he start going off about how all these NXT gets fired and all these people getting released and everybody and in the UK nobody still- gets touched in 
WWE UK. And, um, but he, that dude is this generation's Bobby Heenan. Well, that's what he, like, oh, Paul Heyman. Tony said, he, like, he knew his work. He had seen his work, but the first time he met him and talked to him was that day to get the deal basically done. Yeah. And you know, fucking, he was chomping at the bit to get into AEW to yeah. get out of there so he can actually. Oh, yeah. Showcases talent, which is why he's like, I'm not resigning. Yeah. Um. Fuck. What was the first match? The opening match was. I don't remember. I know the second match was the Young Bucks versus um the Hardys, which could have been left off to build to a bigger program. No, I think if if something is wrong with Jeff, oh, it's definitely something wrong. With like I don't Jeff. think I don't think it's what everybody like because anytime Jeff something's up with Jeff, everybody's like, oh, he fell off the wagon, he's fucked up. No, it's he's fucked up from the Derby match. He hasn't healed. That's properly. what I'm saying. Like, there, I think that's what it's more of a a nagging injury, maybe like because yeah. he came out because if he was like really hurt or if he was messed up, he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have came out. Yes, he wouldn't have came out on dynamite. No, he came out on Dynamite, but he didn't do nothing. No, but I'm, I'm saying, like, I don't think... To, if he was messed up, like, everybody online wants to say, oh, he was he was high, he was oh. fucked up. I don't think Tony... Like, I don't think Tony would be for that. I think that... I think As the, much as people say Tony's on coke, I'm pretty sure Tony's not on any <laughs> illicit substances. Uh, he fucking talks like it, though. Um, Dude, I know people like him. So, yeah, I, I, I get it. Oh, fucking Magic Man. <laughs> fucking, uh, what's his face? Talks like that. Um, guy, two point guy. What's his new name? Oh, Matt. Yeah. Like. <laughs> you want to taste? They got huh? the exact same personality. Him and Tony. <laughs> Fucking love that guy. Um, dude, did you see his forehead Wednesday night? Yes. <laughs> Fucking Eddie fucked him up. Um. <laughs> dude, he was busted open within like the first five minutes of the match. Dude, he was Eddie fucking fucked gushing. him up. Because he took a fuck. Yeah, like, but I mean, you could see like there was the like three them. nice big old fucking, um, like not like like he was probably like Eddie's supposed to go behind in the hairline in the hairline. So the first match was Wardlow MJF. Oh yeah, that's right. And again, this is why I'm like it's all still a work because what, what was the if we're to believe he because again. If we're to believe he really wants to get fired, what's the best way to get fired? Don't show up. Don't show up. He's also wanting to look, I guess, save his reputation of like, all right, at least I'll show up and do the job because I like Wardlow. I'll fucking put him over. But again, like that's why I'm saying it's all a work. He comes out and you can watch, like watching a match, you can tell it's not your typical MJF match. It doesn't look like he gives two shits. And if anybody on the AEW roster of these young people could pull off selling, I don't want to be here, this is bullshit, and I'm just here to do the job, who's it going to be? MJF. None of these other green wrestlers are going to be able to pull off that expre- that kind of expression, that kind of fucking acting. But lo and behold, fucking Creative Pro's fucking golden, like golden god they created... It was kind of funny. 
halfway through those power bombs, you can tell he was trying to like. Oh yeah, I mean, at some point they're gonna start fucking hurting. Um, (laughs) and he might have. I'd have to go back and watch. He might have caught his head on one of them, which would be what would probably make him instinctively not take them right. I think it was about. It was either the fifth one or the sixth one. Is he came down on his ass and like kind of braced himself. That's what I'm saying. Like one of the ones before that, he might have like grazed his head. Which is going to instinctively make you not take the rest of them properly. Um, so, yeah, Waldo, of course, it was a big, no big surprise that he was going to win. Um, people kind of predicted that it, but it I was mean, that was there was squash. only one. But again, so how much easier is it really to come out and look like you don't want to be there when the only outcome that match could have had was what it was? But the thing is, what happened after the match is the stretchered out where he... Fucking, yeah, I think it was Pat Bucko, one of the security guys, took the oxygen and put it, and over, put it over his, his eyes. eyes, which is the fastest way to get to the brain is like through the eye. It's right there. Yeah, no, but I, mean, I don't <laughs> think that that's. <laughs> I don't think it's medical, but yeah. Anyway, so we're talking about oh, oxygen, not here. <laughs> um, so at least by stretching him out and saying he was injured, you—that's the reason why he's not going to be on TV. If shit goes bad that mo- the meeting they had on Monday at least you can say oh he's hurt that's why and he's gone all the marks know that would have been the procedure yeah or it's been a work from jump cause nobody knows how much he's making but here's the thing <laughs> if this is a work from the beginning what's the fucking end game on this he still has a uh, fucking year and a half of his contract left. The end game is him getting that championship. Yeah. So you have the Summer of Punk as champion. But he wants to get fired. He doesn't so want he to... Ta- so he takes... How do you get him So from- he takes time off. He's... Be- again, he's been there from day one. How do you write MJF off television then why without bring him- doing an injury angle? All right, you, you just wrote him off. Why do you bring him back then? If you want him fired, you just took him off because he's not on the website anymore. All of his merch is gone. Why does he come back if he wants to get fired so badly and leave? Because, the, I mean, that's that's the natural progression of the storyline. Russell Talk talked about it um, in their podcast reviewing Dynamite. Because it's not like, the, no, because the, the thing is going to be, it's like he's not going to get fired. He's still going to be under contract. Yes. We're going to pull all, because again, this whole pulling the merch and all that, this is Tony going, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to poke fucking, I'm going to poke the bear. Because when these two walked out, they pulled their merch so spitefully so they can't make any money. This isn't, this is going to be them doing the exact same thing. He's not fired, but he's not going to be on the fucking website. His merch isn't going to be for sale because, again, it's not their merch store. The okay. merch store would be on Pro Wrestling Tees any damn way. Okay, he's done all this. What the fuck? Why do you bring him back then? What's the reason why MJF would say, yes, I will come back and fucking wrestle? Then he just shows up to fucking cause trouble because he's still not fired. This is basically why them not going, just sit at home. you're just going to fucking sit at home. Yeah, just sit at home for a year and a half. You don't have to fucking wrestle. Start a podcast. Do something else. He's MJF. He doesn't need the money because he's from fucking money. The point, the natural progression of the storyline, he goes, he takes a month or two off. If that, they might do something completely different. 
but I would be like, take a month or two off, take your, your well-needed vacation, and then you just show up to cause trouble. It's the thing of... Because again, it was... Because it, clearly, you, you know, that, that promo last night, did it not jump out at you where they took that from? It's fucking Flair's promo against fucking Bischoff. Oh, it could be Pillman. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's... They of... The per head person in charge... Vince... Uh, not Vince. Is a fucking... Like... Tony Khan <laughs> loves reenacting old storylines with his little touch. And, and that's exactly what this is. And he's doing Pillman slash Summer of Punk. Yep. It's exactly what it is. So what do you... Like, here's the thing. It's once again. What made Punk come back? Oh, I mean, other than Vince just being like, I can't do the, I can't naturally progress the storyline the way it should be. No, I, I'm pretty sure Punk already agreed to a deal way before Money in the Bank. Yeah, because he made he agreed <clears throat> to the deal before the pipe bomb. Yeah, but again, it should have been a summer of like that summer should have been him going around just doing anything else. Okay, so do you? put out a fake release to all the fucking news people have MJF show up at the Indies he can't show up at New Japan he can't show up at any other affiliated company. affiliated he can't show up at WWE so he's gonna do MLW again. go back to MLW where he started made his name that at. is that is a that would be the fucking genius thing to do that that is what the summer. That is what that summer of punk should have been. Okay, then why does he come back to w, uh, AEW? He got what he who, wanted. Who calls him out? Who calls Supposedly him out? He got released. Why he's not showing up at fucking Raw the next night? Well, no, because then you can't. Uh, that's why you can't do the fake release because they none of they don't have uh, no competes. Yeah, exactly. So you can't do a fake release. Then what do you do with him? How do you fucking play this off? He wants to get... Does he have a match to get fired? If he wins, he fired? No, I mean, I think at this point, it's it's I'm not firing you. And he just keeps showing up to fucking cause trouble. There was one... And Tony just refuses... Because then, they, then you have... Because here's the thing. I don't know... I don't. Tony does not need to be on air. Like, it's just... He's not going to be a Mr. McMahon at oh, this point no. in AEW. That'd be the worst thing... But you could have, especially if when when MJF shows up causing trouble and the ratings for those segments go up, you have the, the release, the press releases and stuff, you know, touting like MJ, because you still have Tony using him in all the trouble he's making for his own, for the company's personal gain. Or, because I mean, here's the thing, like even after his promo... You had Nick Jackson come out on the stage. Yeah. Was like, what are you doing? You had Punk come out and try and go talk to him. Half undressed. Like, his, his shoe, like, he had one shoe off. Like, yeah, he was, like, come, like, he came down to, like, because that's what I'm saying. That, like, this is all. Yes, now it's a work. It's now always it been. Is. I think it's always been a work. It's been in, it's been a work since before punk, the Punk fucking MJF match. You seen how quickly that fucking security the big dude security ran through that fucking crowd exactly. to get to him. Exactly. Like, if it was a um, legit, like, they wouldn't have followed him. Yeah, because it's a work now. But, 
here's the thing on Russell talk they were discussing what do you do like how how's this play out and one person suggested um that he wins the title from punk and he's like all right fuck you i'm going to take your title my contract's up january 1st of 2024 and that last year the 2023 he wins the title at the beginning he holds that title. I was like, fuck you, Tony. I'm taking this belt and I'm going to WWE. And then you have that whole fucking year, you have Tony desperately trying to get that belt back off of him. I mean, do you have him be punk to do that? Or do you, like, I think you let punk Eddie play out because they still always taking pot shots at one another. Oh, he does. Eddie, Eddie was fucking shooting on MJF and Twitter. He was like, let him go. I'll fucking take his money. So, you let... Eddie fucking pop shots at everybody. But I don't think you let this fall. You let you let Punk hold it till the fall. He was popping shots at fucking Ethan. Yeah. You let <laughs> Punk hold it till the fall. Eddie takes it off of him. In like a barely, like, you know, a fucking match where they beat the living hell out of one another. And... You know, because you build it up. You have it fucking, you know, you can do like the fucking trio, FTR and Punk versus fucking Eddie fucking, Eddie and fucking LAX or Eddie Moxley and fucking Brian. Brian. You lit that play out because again, who did fucking Punk say he wants to fucking wrestle first? Fucking Daniel. He wants to wrestle Mox again. He wants to wrestle Mox because he's only ever wrestled Dean Ambrose. That's the natural progression, especially if you're going to introduce a trios title at some point. Like that's where you you cement tri- like a good trio. Like you have to start doing that, and then the ultimate payoff is Eddie versus Punk, and Eddie wins it by the skin of his teeth. Like no, okay, so and then because after that Eddie fucking cuts a fucking promo. And he runs his fucking mouth and he fucking calls out MJF for fucking spending the last six months causing trouble and wanting like a little bitch. Or you have MJF show up on fucking Dynamite going, this is the motherfucker you put the belt on instead of me. And then that leads to Eddie versus MJF and MJF gets the fucking belt off of Eddie. Which is a poetic because Eddie finally reaches the fucking pinnacle or, and this young upstart piece of shit comes and steals it from him. Or... What you do with Punk is you slowly turn him heel to where Eddie and Hangman and all them, it's like, proves. It's like, y'all didn't listen. This is the motherfucker we knew backstage. And well, I mean, that his- is, I mean, you could do that, especially if you have him with FTR and you just have them all at some point start to turn naturally yeah. heel. It's like, yeah, this is the Punk we know backstage. This is the Punk you don't see when he comes out to the ring and stage dives and fucking loves the audience and shit like that, this is the punk we see that we tried to warn you about and nobody fucking listened. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, again, that's why I'm like, it should be Eddie. And you lit that because Eddie's Eddie, the, dude, Eddie could come out and shit, talk the fucking crowd and people still going to cheer for him. Yeah. Eddie is so over. It's ridiculous. And he deserves it. Yeah. And then you have MJF come in and snatch that belt off of him. 
And that's how you have MJF come back. Going, this is who you put that belt on. It's also another thing. Because imagine those promos. I don't know how I face fucking MJF looks like. Like, I've never seen him. I mean... He's always been a heel. Yeah, but I think... I think if you toned him down a little bit, you tone the arrogance down a little bit, and you have him team up with some, like, quasi-faces and not turn on them, I think it would naturally happen. Did you see the... uh, the carpool karaoke with him, Hobbs, and Ruby. Yeah. That's kind of like a face MJF. He wasn't an overt asshole. And, you know, when Hobbs paid him that compliment, and he's like, you know, he had a, a genuine sound in response. I think that's how you turn MJF face. But there's no need to turn him face. At this point. He comes and steals that belt off of Eddie. There's really no need to turn him face after that. After that promo, he might become that fucking anti-hero, like Punk. What happened? And to again, Punk? that 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 would be a naturally. That's a natural face turn. That that's a natural turn. That's not written. That's a like when natural turns happen, you go with it. Like that is when you determine whether or not you're creative enough to write. Um, like I said. Young Bucks versus the Hardys. After that was the second match. Young, uh, the Hardys won. Sloppy match. Wasn't clicking. Could never get momentum because they basically set up this whole fucking feud on BTE. Which is was, was always my problem with BTE. Like all the storyline happens off the show. And it was kind of thrown together very quickly. And they never played up the history of the two. Because it's it's one of those oh it's a dream match Bucks versus Hardy it's like but it's happened it's yeah, happened multiple times before yeah we've seen it before and I mean did, that's one of those things where they're playing to the casual like the non hardcore and I can see why they think Hardy uh, Jeff is on something I don't know why immediately when they won he just jumped into the fucking audience and just made a lap around the fucking out with the fans and then jump back into the ring. I mean, he's very loves the fans. Like I said, when I went to the show, not one single wrestler, like you go to a WWE show, all their wrestlers go around and slap all the people's mm-hmm. hands in the front row and stuff like that and take pictures and blah, blah, blah. Especially at house shows. Not a single person did that at AEW except for Jeff. I think, I mean, I think that and it come, that comes down to there is no house shows for AEW. Like, so it's always in character, even when yeah. the camera goes off. Because they do things, again, like Wednesday, the, a, the, the MJF, Punk coming out, and Matt coming, Nick coming out on the stage, that was all off camera, but in character. Yeah. Another match that probably could have been on Dynamite or Rampage, uh, Jade versus Anna J. Yeah, yeah, I guess, like there needed to be a TBS mat, TBS Championship match on the show. The problem is they've built no other women up. Yeah, 
And Anna Jay, again, people love her. She is green as hell. Can't like she can't she's not good on the mic. Came back out. She's not like she's not that great of a wrestler. Came out to the Dark Order theme. Was doing the hand signals, but no wasn't No Dark Order. No Dark Order wasn't said to be representing the Dark Order. Like wasn't, I don't know what they're doing with Dark Order, but they're still on on Dark and Elevation, they're still referring to them as the Dark Order. Yeah, they're still doing their thing. But Anna Jay came out as her old gimmick. Well, I mean, I think that was basically because it was... What, the anniversary of, like, her first? And it was in Vegas, so it kind of... Like, the gear fit. Because it looked like she was a, looked like a stage magician or a magician's helper. Yeah, I guess that kind of... Well, she's never done it before when they in Vegas. But, I mean, like, the last time... The last double or nothing, like, she wasn't wrestling for a title. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this is one of the ones where you get the special gear and shit. Jade won, and then Mal- uh, Malcolm Bivens, uh, Stoli Hathaway. Came out before the match was over. Came like, up. he caused the distraction. Which, again, it made, like, the uh, again, the way it was, it made no sense. Because it looked like Anna was talking to him. Like, no, go... Like, almost like they were a thing. Yeah. It was just, it was weird the way it was done. Well, as first is, the baddies came out to interfere. Mm-hmm. They got ran off by... Um, Statlander and... Uh, yeah. And then, um, that's when... What's face? Um, Mark Starling came out with the crutch. Mm-hmm. Tried to distract the ref, threw the crutch in. Anna, hit Anna the, used hit, it. Hit a jade with it. Yeah, and that's when Michael um, Stokely. No, um, Johnny Hungry came out. Oh yeah, that's gave when John, Mark, Yeah, gave Mark the brain buster outside again. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Bivens, uh, Hathaway came out to for the distraction for Jade to win. Um. It was just that match. It was overbooked. You yes. had basically one, two, three, four run-ins. Even though Athena came out after the match was over. Yeah. So because uh, Chris Statlander came out on the stage. Uh Yeah, because it was three on one, and then Chris Chris Statlander came out after mm-hmm. the match. And it was still three on two, and it's like, oh, the odds. And then, yeah, and then Athena came out, and that's when Athena, aka Ember Moon, came out, and um, she was quite, uh, quite offended that on Wednesday that, uh, I mean, you could just see it in her reaction to what Jade said. Jade's, Jade called herself a goddess, and she was like, "Wait, wait, what? <laughs> you, oh, yeah. you know, literally going to take my gimmick now?" Um. And then probably the second best match of the night. House of Black versus Death Triangle. I like Mini Penta. This that is, was adorable. Yeah. Um, this is something that was supposed to happen <clears throat> like two months ago. No, but, well, no, it was supposed to happen way earlier than that. Because uh, how long Phoenix was out? Phoenix got hurt in January. Was it January? Yeah, it was like one of the first oh. shows of the year. Yeah, so it was supposed to happen then. Yeah, because Eric 
Rowan came in yeah. at that next pay-per-view. Yep. Uh, Revolution? Yeah, whatever it was, came in and was the third man. Yeah. So, great match. Fucking fast, fast pace. Everybody getting their shit in. They really need to, like, I... What sucks is, like, they're not gonna... They can't call Black's Roundhouse a fucking Black Mass anymore. They need to come up with a name for it. Yeah. Because he was just dropping fool. Like, oh, that, and they were taking it, too. When he was all alone in the ring, because Brody King got, mm-hmm. got knocked, um, and then... Mur- uh, Murphy... I can't remember what his new name, first name is. Matthew? Buddy Matthews. Yeah, but it's still Matthews in AEW. Is it? No, I think it's still, it's Buddy Matthews. But, okay. Because um, it was Buddy Murphy in Okay, WWE. so it's Buddy, uh, Buddy Matthews. So, yeah, Buddy Matthews. So, Malachi was all alone. Black Mass and everybody. Him and Pac got into it. Pac got the better of um, Malachi Black and was going to hit the Red Arrow. But it turns out that the lights go out and then finally Julia Hart has joined House of Black. Shows up, spits uh, mist in Pac's face. Malachi Black hits the fucking, um, does he hit a black mass on him? I think so. And yeah, because he, buck- he like, buck- he, he did the fucking, the pyramid. He just buckled. Yeah. And so, um, House of Black wins. Julia Hart now officially. Long-term storytelling. That's long I mean, it would have been told a long time ago had yeah. this, the match been able to happen. Yeah, this is... Put on hold storytelling. Dude, the air condition in this house is ridiculous. Yeah. Because it's on a... Like, they had it set for when nobody was here. It's 80 degrees in this house. Because it set itself up to 88. Feels like it. Uh, Next, you got the beginning of the Owen Hard tournament. Uh, First was Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. I'm still of the thing that this should have been a tournament with young people. Yes. Like, this is how you built, you should have built up the young, like, I'll, I'll, I'll call, and I would have, look, if I was in that press junket at the end, I would have asked Tony that exact thing. Why wasn't the Owen Hart tournament used to highlight younger talent? Why did you give the Owen Hart belt to a Shawn Michaels guy? <laughs> Um, Adam Cole won not much of a match. It was kind of a... This is the type of match they have on Dynamite. This ain't a type of match. First time ever these two are going at it on a pay-per-view type match. Especially when you're selling that Samoa Joe was hurt. So... Of course, there was some net shenanigans. Bobby Fish came out. That was the only shenanigans, though. So, I mean, it was really... Like, he really beat him clean, almost. Because he... Like, it was... like. The interference didn't lead to the pin. Yeah, because the thing is... Like, Cole beat him clean. Owen, the belt and the trophy was at the top of the ramp when Cole came out. Cole wins, goes back to the top of the ramp. Nothing's there, and he just leaves. And we were wondering, 
so when does he get his belt? Then, like, yeah, was, they're, they're going to do it after. Yeah, and I didn't think about it. It's like, oh, they're just going to do it together. Brett Baker versus Ruby Soho. Brett Baker wins. Um, Teresa told me there's people complaining online that Brett doesn't sell. And I was like... Yeah, I've seen... I was like, there. here is the major difference as to why Brit doesn't sell, but Ruby does. Ruby's been wrestling for years. Yes. She was trained by old school wrestlers. Brit is new school wrestler where you don't sell shit. <laughs> she is from the Young Buck school of power moves don't hurt anymore. It's also the... A lot of people are calling her the new Charlotte. The and that's just people Charlotte. not knowing, like, how many times has Charlotte been champion? Ten within the first, like, couple, like, two or three years. She yeah, was in the, like, she's almost, like, she's, she's, like, almost caught up to her dad, right? Yeah. So, Brits held the title once. This isn't a title. This is, they're going to, it's going to be, they're going to carry it around for a little while, and then it's going to go away. And if they're there next year, then they'll bring them out again. Which I'm assuming since they're doing the cup, they'll do it. Because no, it was only the cup is going to be every year. The belts are just like for the two people who won first, I basically. Was, I thought it was the other way around. No, the cup is going to get, the cup's going to be like the fucking Dusty Classic where they fucking put the names of the mm. people who won on it. This is going to be the same way where they put the names of the people who won on I think the belts are literally just for the people who won the first the first one. Yeah. And um, again, Brit is the biggest name in your women's division. Yeah. So, I mean, call her the new Charlotte, whatever, but she is the most over woman you have. The, um, other than Thunder Rosa true but uh, and again it's i mean i don't know how thunder rosa is that over when she's you know like we said she's never around and she hasn't been wrestling all that long either well long i think i think a lot of it has to do with the the intensity of the song like an entrance and a gimmick can get you pretty far it's also the Probably. And she is a good wrestler when you actually watch her wrestle. So she's not botching everything. And Two of the best women's matches she was involved in. Her and... Her and Britt. Her and Britt. Um, after which you had the presentation, uh, Martha Hart came out, gave a great speech. Um, you can tell Cole and Britt like, was very... Like, I'm wondering if maybe Martha had a say in who got it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe she wanted like maybe they she wanted like that power couple like family kind of deal. So according to Melta, was there a dark side of the ring about Owen? Yeah, like that's it was the the whole about his whole the whole thing about his death. Yeah. So so apparently, like if you go and watch that, it just tells a different story of. Because WWE basically tried to villainize her. Her, yeah. Saying that, oh, Owen. We want to do all this stuff for Owen and Martha won't let us. Yeah. Um, and then you hear stories of, like, Brett begging her to let him go into the Hall of Fame with them when he was inducting 
the Hart Foundation. Yeah, not just that, but like, I think Brett was going in. Oh, it was like a family thing. I don't know. But well, yeah, because his dad's in too. Yeah. It was the year fucking Brett came back and beat up fucking Vince at that that awful match at yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And so, um, she was having fun. She looked like she was having a great time. She wore a nice hat. She looked like she was coming from church or going to the Kentucky Derby. Um, she was joking around, gave a great speech. It was a good, uh, you might not like the outcome of who won or it should have been a different setup tournament, but at least she was happy. Yeah. Uh, another match that shouldn't have been on the pay-per-view American top team versus Frankie Kazarian, Sammy and Ty. The only, the only reason why this was on the pay-per-view is because Paige Van Sant is her first match. I mean, God, that was like, I'm so like, I I'm over Sammy and Ty Conte. If it wasn't for Kazarian, trying to save that match. Oh, yeah, that match. Like, Kazarian was the fucking saving grace of that match. Yes. Sammy and Ty are really playing into the um, fans hating them, but they're still acting like baby faces. Because um, I guess they have no other... You can't do a baby face fucking top team. No, and you shouldn't. I mean, you could. They were kind of when they would had that fucking. Um, when I mean, they were faces when they were dealing with Brandy. Yeah, when they were faces when they were dealing with Brandy. They were faces when they were dealing with Sammy. I think yeah. So when I mean, Scorpio I think, was going I for the think Dan Lambert could be a, like, just Dan Lambert could get fucking cheers from the crowd. Yeah, you could leave Ethan and and Scorpio still being dicks, but. Dan Lambert would be getting fucking the crowd cheering. Top team wins, and probably the best thing about this is that Frankie and Sammy can never go for the TNT title as long as Scorpio Sky has the belt. So this is probably going to break off to Frankie and Sammy's probably going to do something together because they had a fallen out during the match. Um, the biggest pop of the night was Sammy accidentally super kicking tie but yeah didn't need to be on the match like didn't need to be on a paper no i mean yeah the problem is it was a big storyline that got a lot of tv time so didn't need to go 12 and a half minutes no it did not but so technically it needed to be there because it was the big payoff but yeah it has gotten weight again because i'm sorry bro like sammy and her together is like the internet's not going... Like, it doesn't matter what actually played out. The internet is not going to forgive him. <laughs> like, the internet sees him as a cheating asshole. And it's just the way it is. Yeah. And she's the fucking... She's the homewrecker. Like... Yeah. So... Then you get a backstage little vignette of... Andrade... Well, anyway, on this, on that... On, uh, even another thing on, on, on that match... The reason why the quality was even worse. Ty Conti's supposed to be like a fucking black belt in judo or whatever the fuck it is. 
Yeah, I think and it. her and fucking Paige Van Zant looked horrible. Well, anytime they touched, it could be come down to Paige Van Zant because she's not. I I just trained enough. Yeah, I, I just it, uh, I don't know. I, I'm just so tired of them. Like they build up these people's backstories of real life experience, and then when they get in the ring, it looks horrible. Now, granted, that also comes down to how much effort they put into transit, like actually using, turning those skills into usable professional wrestling. You know, Shayna Baszler looks like a badass no matter what, but she put the time in to kind of like. Shayna was on the indies, you know, doing her UFC stuff, transitioning it into professional wrestling. That's why it comes across as good as it does. Unlike Ronda Rousey, who just basically grabs your arm, yanks it out of socket, and flips you over, and then submits you, or like this with Paige Van Zant jumping on top, throwing you know, giving throwing hands, but you're a fighter and you don't know how to pull a punch. Like you spar, don't you? <laughs> it's a uh, The Paige Van Sant thing is I'm hoping they're not trying to get like their version of Ronda Rousey. No, it just it needs the like Tony needs to have seen that match and just been like you need way more work. Yeah, you could put her have her go fucking with Brian and them because Brian's Brian Regal and them's training Jade and she's gotten way better since since he started like training her. Um so then you had Andrade in the back talking to Jose and he's like, man, my fucking group sucks. I got nothing but losers. It was great. Um, <laughs> it was great. Fucking everybody sucks on my team. I hate the, I, I hate the initials. Yeah. <laughs> the name sucks. Something's got to change. And I brought in the person. You know him. Yes, you know him, Jose. And like he just kept saying, you know him, Jose. And then there's a knock on the door. And it's Roosh. Has officially become all elite. Did we get that confirmation or? Yes. There was a whole bunch of all elites. <laughs> I, didn't, that I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see the all, like, Roosh's all elite. I want to say yes. I'm about to double check that. But Athena got one. Hathaway got one. Um, Somebody else got one. Oh, you like we said that night, you know? It's just like. Literally, Forbidden Door, there should be Los... Los... Los Ingronables de Hippon. So, literally... Should literally be fighting, like, a fucking team of, like, a whole bunch of other people. So, what... He went to shake Roosh's hand. Roosh just uh, stuck out the fist, like their old gimmick. You got Forbidden Door coming up. Yep. They have Dragon Lee... Dragon Lee was the third founding member of the group before Naito came in and took it to Japan. That's what I'm saying. Like all of them should like it you should can just have be four. like a should be the you know a four or five on five. Granted, like again, it would just be them versus fucking Butcher Blade Private Party. Private Party. So you bring in Naito and Dragon Lee to team up with them, the original, the OGs versus. Uh, yeah. The, the losers. Yeah. 
That'd be a shit. NATO would be so fucking pissed. <laughs> that's what I was like. That would like. I mean, that's unfortunately where that story would go. Like, yeah. I, that's unless oh, unless in the next two weeks he's they just start beating up random motherfuckers. Once we finish this, the fucking Kota Ibushi thing took a fucking turn for New Japan. Oh, did it? Yes. <laughs> oh God. Um, it's all the work. Hard know. work, work. <laughs> um, so after this, you had Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen. Good match. Darby once again trying to fucking kill himself. I'm telling you, it's 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 and that, that fuck up, that first dive he did that he fucked up. I think that was supposed to be the spot that Kyle was supposed to catch him in the fucking chokehold. Yes, and miss. Yes, that yeah, that's what that that's definitely what that was supposed to be. So it's like. I didn't break my neck, so... Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I'm going to fucking do it again on the other side this yep, time. That's exactly what that was. He was supposed to fucking fly into him and get caught. Yeah. Um, Kyle won. Clean. No shenanigans. Which is uh, what I'm telling you. Like They're leading into a, a storyline with Darby about him. He's going to be... It's almost he's going to be pissed at himself. He's like, I can't win with Sting not here. And I don't, but I don't need Sting to win. I think he's he's probably got to have more losses this year than he's had like the first couple years he's been in the. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to pull up the the rankings. Um, after this, you had Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. Um, really good match. They actually gave him time. Gave him 16, almost 17 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's... Here's the thing. And, like, if if, if Thunder Rosa truly is pissed, then I, I don't blame her. Because she should be on TV more. She's the goddamn champion. Yeah. I think she's just mainly... She's probably more than anything pissed that of just the way women's wrestling is represented in AEW. Because she's very... Um, pride of women's wrestling, and so she wants to build up women's if wrestling. If Wrestle Talk is right, Darby is eight six and zero oh this year. Really, six this year? Yeah. So I, again, I guess that's counting tag teams and shit. Probably that's got that's got to be that's not singles. That's got to be counting tag teams also. So I mean, I, that's why I think I think they're they're leading into a. A, a crisis of con, like a crisis of confidence. Yeah. Which is fine, like it, which is fine to do with, like he's young, like. And again, like, here's the thing: Do you have him go after the TNT title again, or? Also, he's another guy that. Do you move him up? You get through who you got up the title and all that on, and then at some point you move it. Because, again, what would be great after fucking MJF gets it? Fucking Darby. See, you got... He's another one of those pillars that's extremely over no matter what. Yes. Him, Orange, MJF. Well, MJF, like, getting over as a heel. MJF is over as fuck. It doesn't matter whether they're booing or cheering. He's over as fuck. He gets... He he gets the job. He gets done. the the appropriate. He's not getting. We don't want to see you. He also here's my take on this. One, CM Punk's pint bomb was 
a hundred times better than his pipe bomb yes. one. Two, um, that's not even the best MJF promo no. in AEW. No. His promo about him getting picked on for yeah, being that Jewish. That was the best fucking promo. You can't top that. That no. that was his pipe bomb moment. Yeah. Because it's like, I hate people saying it's like, oh my God, it's better than Punk's blah, blah, blah. No, Punk's, Punk's pipe bomb is the is as great as it was because people knew the shit he was saying was true. Yeah, because uh, somebody pointed out that MJF's the ultimate heel. Punk was saying this was he was basically the voice for the voiceless, speaking up for the fans and the people in the back. Yes. The wrestlers. MJF was just all about himself. MJF <laughs> is a disgruntled employee. Yeah. It's all about him. Yeah. He wants more money. Blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> so. Because again, when the crowd's like, yeah, we, we were like, yeah, we would like, he's like, no, y'all shut up. Like Punk, Punk didn't tell the crowd. Like, I mean, Punk did kind of yeah, tell Yeah, he the, did. He did, but he wasn't like, he, he didn't, didn't go to the extreme that MJF did. Because Punk was still technically a heel when the pipe, he dropped the pipe bomb. That's the problem with like those type of crowds. They'll boo the shit out of you and then you start doing shooty shit and then they'll start cheering you and it's like motherfucker you were just fucking booing me you were harassing me online over the weekends and call me a pussy and unprofessional unprofessional and all this all this stuff and now you're cheering me same thing punk said like during his when they started cheering punk um after this you had the match of the night shit got real yes that was great um ladies and gentlemen shit's about to get real <laughs> The JAS versus the Black. Dude, God, Cornette hated this so bad. Uh, Cornette, I, I just Cornette's gonna have a coronary one day. He is so out of touch with fucking wrestling. If he hates it so much, why does he fucking watch it? According to him, he doesn't. He only watches it when his fucking the 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 and he doesn't watch all of it. He watches like snippets. And then he shit on fucking Jericho for explaining stuff during the media scrum about it. The only thing you can say bad, the one bad thing about this match is there was too many fucking, it was hard to stay focused because it was just, everybody was fucking everywhere. Well, I mean, that's why, that's why we're now getting blood and guts. Um, That's just never going to come out of Regal's mouth like war games. It's never going to be like war games. War games. (laughs) Um, It was the only reason why they signed Regal. Dude, I'm sure Regal, again, if Regal and Brian are in the ring training people, I mean, that's why Tony Khan hired William Regal. Regal, basically, he's got a podcast now, and he said, we show up, me and Daniel fucking shows up in the building at 11 a.m., we go to the ring and train, anybody that comes out there, we'll fucking train them. And that's, a lot of the young people come out there. That that, doesn't mean that, that, like I said, that's where these kids are going to get reps. Yeah. Like, they're not going to get it by doing house shows and, you know, working on the week. Like, that's how they're going to get their reps. They're going to be on the road working Daniel Bryan and William Regal. Because when Cody left, <laughs> when Cody left, Daniel Bryan kind of took over Jade, the, the Jade Project, because yeah. he sees something in her. And she's gotten... I mean, she's got a, she's got a massive upside. The ring, ring work has gotten 100 times better. Mm-hmm. She's got a hell of a fucking pump kick. Um, still need promo work. 
She still needs the mic work. Um, she needs She's to get better. To... She needs to get better at timing that pump kick. She will yeah. eventually hurt somebody. Yeah. Because if somebody doesn't know how to take that in a fucking a blink, if whew, he, that's gonna hurt. If she's too close, and that's a fucking because the concussion. minute because like literally to do a pump kick, the person taking it has to line up perfectly and be ready to drop to the ground the instant they feel that foot. So this match was fucking chaotic. It was, but it was so great. Eddie is the highlight of everything. Anything he does, he's the highlight, and he's definitely the highlight. They're definitely going to make that into a t-shirt. <laughs> yes, that I would. I will buy that t-shirt of yeah, him oh, just yeah. covered in fucking blood with a gas can. Oh, God, yeah. The best part is... It needs the, to be a GTA-style t-shirt, too. Somebody <laughs> already did that on Twitter. Somebody wrote that in. Like, him going through... Um, there's one of the cutaways where it's the trailer park. Mm-hmm. So they had that background and they just had Eddie Kingston with the fucking gas can. <laughs> Looks like he's, but, um, great setup to the ending. Shit. I don't like the ending simply because Eddie Kingston looking like a bad man coming out with the fucking gas can. Best part of the whole match, dumps it on fucking Chris Jericho and Daniel Bryan because he doesn't give a shit. He wants to murder. He said, and then when you look at it, he doesn't even get all that much on Daniel Bryan, on Bryan Danielson. No, but he's in the way. He's collateral. He's probably happy. He's like, man, if I could kill both of these motherfuckers, that'll be that'll be the best. And then this is because I mean, and then this is you know. So basically, I guarantee you, what we're gonna do for the build up to Blood and Guts is. Everybody's gonna have to agree to it. Who's gonna be in it with Eddie? Because Moxley, it wasn't just because the commentary was just assuming who it was gonna be. But then Moxley, after his match, is like, "Oh, you yeah. want blood and guts? I'm in." So I think that's what's gonna have to be. And Dan- Brian Danielson's gonna be the final person to agree to it. Uh, returning Yuta, or yeah, or Yuta Brian, he might not do it. Like yeah, yeah. that might be it. Brian might join fucking JAS. I don't. I don't think that'll happen. I don't think it would make it. It make no sense. Like, I, dude, leave them all together. Like, that is a faction right there that is great. Um, so my two things I didn't like about this one, this whole fucking match is set up of Eddie Kingston and Jericho. They barely even touched throughout this whole fucking match. Eddie was broken off with. Uh, Magic, and then he broke off with uh, Daniel Garcia. He didn't touch Jericho until it was like the very beginning, very beginning. And then when he went the to end. go to the ring, yeah, yeah. Um, them imploding makes sense. Yeah, they're never gonna get along. Yeah, him and he I hates- think, and if if you know they do have Danielson go, I'll do it. It's gonna be one of those we can co. We are never gonna get along. Yeah. But we can coexist to kick somebody's ass. It's the classic fucking WWE. How will they coexist? Except this makes sense. Oh, this makes We've already established sense. they don't like one another. Because Eddie is great. The thing I can't... I hate about this match, and I, I told you about it during the match. 
LA uh, Pride and Power. Oh Hulk. yeah, when friggin' you know yeah Ortiz but, and Santana were like wiped out when they're the ones that hit the other ones through the tables. They put 2.0 through the tables. They jump off the ladders, put them through the tables. They're gone for the rest of the match. Yep, and 2.0 shows up in the ring. <laughs> yeah, 2, 2.0 sh- fucking shows up afterwards. I mean, unless something happened because uh, they didn't show it. Santana wasn't there mo- to Wednesday. I don't know. Only Ortiz was. So maybe something did happen. Maybe they have bad luck setting up two tables together and having one person. And he on, went through both. Ortiz is the one that only went through one. Yeah, but Ortiz was there. Santana. That's what I'm saying. So Santana yeah. went through both of the tables. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. So I mean, maybe maybe that would. I mean, that would make sense. like if something actually happened to him, if he did get hurt or whatever, maybe that would make sense as to why. Well, supposedly what they said is not a lot of people made the trip to Los Angeles from Vegas after for the Dynamite show. Like some people stayed back in Vegas. Well, I mean, I guess if they were like, no, we're not going to use you. And uh, especially since they setting up Ortiz versus Jericho for hair versus hair, which I'm assuming Jericho is going to lose. Yeah, probably. it's got to be. Um, but it's a cool ending of Jericho putting the um, was it the walls of Jericho on and then yeah they put the Hager, walls of Jericho on uh, Eddie and no on uh, Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan and then Hager put the the rope underneath his neck the, and the, choked him no, out no what no rope yeah no he choked him out with the rope that's right thought it was the uh, the turnbuckle and so um, no it was it was he had the turnbuckle in his hand the rope side on this hand so it was like the the padding, the, the the stuff in between the like the 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 cable and like the 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 bar, mm. I think in between the the turnbuckle and the no, because that would be the turnbuckle the whole way. It was probably I don't know. It I was mean, a rope. Yeah, it was a rope. And so um, he passes out. He can. Um, yeah, he did just the match gets called. Yeah, magic. Um. So yeah. Blood and guts. I mean, the MVP of the whole, the the true, the the best parts of that match was Kingston and Matt Menard. Yeah, they were fucking covered in blood, covered in mustard, fighting out in the fucking. They were showing pictures of the stadium, uh, like the arena people trying to clean up afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Those poor bastards. Yeah. So, um, I will say though, man, one of those shirts with fucking Eddie and fucking Matt's blood on it, I just fucking sell them, motherfuckers. Yeah. So next you had the tag team title, Swerve and Strickland versus. I, just, I don't Hobbs understand why they keep the belt on fucking Jurassic Express. Give it to 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 the Bucks. I mean, unless it's 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 going. I mean, because that's the it's clearly the next feud. It's like how much longer are you gonna hint at Christian turning on Jungle Boy? I don't know. This, been, this is this little is little subtle hits. This is it is getting dragged out a little too much. And I mean, it's, also, it's not going to happen before Forbidden Door because it's going to be whoever they bring in to, to fight the tag team champions. Here's the unless they do Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express at Forbidden Door, since Young Bucks could technically just come out and fucking Bullet Club merch. Um. Uh, oh, it's a three way. Like you have a tag team come in. But the problem is with the tag belts, it's like 
the women's division. It's kind of fall to the wayside. Yeah, because now, I mean, the trio, like, now would be the time to fucking introduce trios belts. The problem with Jurassic Express is, the, uh, especially the last two programs they've done, they've always been the third wheel in somebody else's feud. Yeah. Before this, it was the Young Bucks and Red Dragon feuding, and yep. then they kind of got thrown in. And now it's Powerhouse Hobbs and Stalks and Strickland and Keith Lee. And it's it's kind of unfair to him because they Jungle Boy's super fucking over still. And yeah, I been, mean, it, he's it, been it, taking a, a lot of like he's been taking the pins. But it kind it kind of goes with the the same thing with the women's title. Like the bigger program right now in the women's division is Jade. So the TBS belt is kind of is on TV more than the women's belt. And you're doing a lot of trios matches on TV instead of tag matches. Yeah. And the tag teams that keep winning all the matches are having feuds with each other. So the champs just sit there and do nothing. I mean, the thing would be to have the champs come out and wrestle tag matches that aren't for the title. Yeah, it, it's one of those things. It sucks. It's like this is an obvious match that the wrong team won. It should have been either Strickland and Keith Lee or my pick. It should have been Hobbs and Starks. Well, yeah, because then you take the heel team back to Rampage and yeah, you continue. So then you have the championship match of Hangman Page versus CM Punk. Um. CM Punk has been getting a little sloppy in his matches lately. He tried to do the buckshot lariat. And he said himself he'll never do it again. It's not his move. The top rope. And he's done it before and he was fine. So he botched and everybody's like, he's like, fuck off. Um, It's happening more often of certain moves. Started with Penta. Um, This. He's trying to the springboard clothesline, he's missed quite a bit now. I mean, he's old, man. His knees, yeah. ain't, his knees ain't what they used to be. He needs to learn he can't keep up with these kids. And so, um, it was a decent match. Uh, CM Punk won. The ending was a good setup for the, uh, the ref bump. Into the... I mean, here's my problem with the ending. It was too long. Oh, he's, he waited too long with the belt? Yeah, yeah that, whole, that whole sequence should have just been shorter. Or... You could have Punk fucking low-blow him. <laughs> low-blow him, and then win that way. No, because, I mean, that's literally would have been... You're starting the heel turn at that point. Um, Like, I'm okay with what they tried to do. Like... He was like, I can use this and win. And then go, no, I'm not going to do it. It just took too long. And, you know, we've already established the go to sleep is a stronger move than the buckshot in his 
match with Takashita. Because he buckshotted Takashita and Takashita got back up. Go to sleep team. Takashita went out. Yeah. So. I mean, I think that's the small things, you know, people who criticize wrestling and do wrestling news and shit. They miss the small things like that. Like, Punk's, it's not Punk's move. He shouldn't be able to do the buckshot lariat perfectly. Uh, supposedly July 23rd is Ring of Honor's uh, return pay-per-view, Death Before Dishonor, take place in Massachusetts. Mm. I was about to say, he's got to be doing something with them soon. Yeah. And like he said in the scroll, man, he bought Ring of Honor outright. That's his. He was booking... Like he said, the sale just finalized. So he was doing stuff for Super Show. Like he was doing, like he, he was doing stuff and making arrangements for Super Card of Honor, like well before that day, or well before the announcement. So, so here's the thing: two things that came away from this pay per view. One, all momentum for Wallowed is now gone because of the MJF fiasco. And it showed it on Dynamite. He came out. He didn't get as loud as a reaction as he was getting before. And I now, mean, here's the thing: like, I, uh, is that the MJF thing's fault, or is that showing that once Wardlow is not with MJF, he's not as over? Or was it just the fact that it was L.A. Mm. and MJF is kind of, was kind of more over? It's also the first program you do with him is like a comedy fucking program with Mark Sterling. He's probably going to feud with Tony Nese. Yeah, I mean, here's the problem. They've they've it built, is it is a funny lawsuit. I mean, it's honestly it's the national fucking security. But I mean, it's pretty ingenious. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it, it's taken the the wrestlers get to beat up the security guards with impunity thing. It's it's oh no, we're gonna actually. Play, we're gonna pay this off. Like, you bring back the poor kid that got thrown into the shadow realm <laughs> during that cage match with Sean Spears. Yep. <laughs> like that man has disappeared. He's, he disappeared. And he's <laughs> gone. His family cannot find him. We cannot bring his body back. So they have something. I mean, to bury. yes, and it's comedic bit. It's a comedic bit, but <clears throat> honestly, it's creative wrestling. Like. How like that's all that's a wrestling trope. The wrestler just gets to beat up security with no repercussions. And uh, clearly, AEW has made reference to those just being enhancement talent. You know, so yeah. like I, I, I kind of like I. It could go a very dumb comedian, or it could go a pretty good way. Like, I mean, I don't know how you would pay it off in with matches. But, I mean, it could, like, I don't know. I like Mark. He's fucking hilarious. This gives him something to do. He's a great manager. He's a great mouthpiece. Yeah, definitely. He's been the MVP of the both of their storylines, Jade's and yeah. Max's. And then he fucking, he had the, the whole thing with fucking Mox that nobody references. <laughs> yeah. 
He wrestled Mox like. Oh yeah, the MJF when MJF and Moxley yep. was doing a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, what makes it even better is just like they both went to the same school and came out of. The, I'm pretty sure Mark and MJF came out of that school at the same time. Is he that young? Mm-hmm. He's just got yeah. He's got gray hair, but he's he's younger than us. Oh, okay. Like he's he's probably. I mean, I think he's in his thirties. So he's older than MJF, but I think they were in they were at Creative Pro at the same time. Just like Statlander, Bear Country, mm. Max Cass. Like they those all they all came out of Creative Pro around the same time. Um And then real quickly the Kota Abushi thing. Yes, what is old crazy Kota Abushi done now? So this was a while back this came out. Apparently, the day after, on Mother's Day, when all that shit blew up on Twitter uh, with Kota Ibushi in New Japan, apparently his mom tried to commit suicide <laughs> because of the, the shit he was doing. Yeah, no, not because of him. It's because of disrespect towards his son and blah 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 and all this other stuff that she couldn't take it. Like she is old school Japanese. <laughs> a fucking super fan for her son. Like, she is so proud of her son in, like, mm-hmm. all this stuff that apparently she tried to commit suicide on it. And it's just like, this shit's getting too real. Like, yeah. you gotta end this somehow. Um. Other than that, I haven't heard much. He's still is pissed. You don't expect him to see, see him at Forbidden door. Damn it! That's, uh, that sucks because I that's like that's one of the ones I wanted to see. What you're gonna get is originally Meltzer said two matches he's seen the lineup for. Unfortunately, like five minutes before I got announced, Tanahashi versus Punk got ruined because I looked on Twitter as I was watching the Punk match when he was giving his speech afterwards. Mm-hmm. Why? Who? How'd they ruin it? No, it was on Twitter. Like, nobody was, everybody was saying Punk Akata or Punk Osprey or something like that, or Punk Jay White. Nobody was throwing out Tanahashi's name. So, um, it makes sense. Two older veterans. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. And if you're going to do multiples of these, yeah. why, why pay off what everyone wants to see right away? And plus, it's not going to hurt Tanahashi when Punk beats him. Because it's obviously Tanahashi's not winning the AEW belt off of Punk. Yeah, if it off, I mean, granted, Tanahashi was like doing the whole like yeah belt jester. So I would, I, I didn't figure any of these were going to be title matches. And like, plus, Tanahashi hasn't really been the ace in a while. Like he's kind of been slowing down a bit, but he's still he's still a fucking massive name. Yeah. He's Tanahashi. I mean, that's like when I saw it, I was I was disappointed. I was like v- verbally disappointed. And she's like, Teresa was like, what the hell's wrong with him? I'm like, nothing. I was just hoping for... He's a good guy for Punk to wrestle a slower... Yep, that's true. ...type match. Yep. Okada would have killed him. Yes. <laughs> um, Kenta, he, he's given up. I mean, I think it'll even like again. Why, like, Okada Kenta would have been two that 
Yeah, Kent, everyone wants to see those two. Kenta was the obvious fucking choice, but I guess Punk shot that down real quick because somebody said his name on Twitter and Punk just said no. Well, I mean, again, you're not going to sit there and go, yeah, and then like... Mainly because Kenta kept calling him out on over the years. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, which is again, which is, why, which is why it's good for business to do it at some point. Yeah. Um, the other match Dave said was going to happen was um, Hangman Page versus Okada. But apparently now that's been wiped. I mean, I don't even know why. Why would it be Hangman Okada? Because Hangman's super over. And also, he can lose to Okada. Doesn't hurt him. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you... Yeah, because you got somebody big to fucking feed feed to Okada. Because I want... My pick was Jay White versus Punk for the belt. Or in Daniel Bryan or Adam Cole for Okada. You could have played off the whole Bullet Club thing. Because Jay White came out and said... When he made the announcement, JY came out and said, "This is this will be the fucking the ultimate elite Bullet Club." Yeah, so I mean, at some point, something's got to go. That's why I'm like, all the tag team stuff is probably going to get put on hold for now. And unfortunately, Great Ocon and Jeff Cobb will. It looks like they're going to be doing a uh, against FTR, probably for the Ring of Honor belts. Yeah, Great Ocon, not the greatest wrestler. But Jesus Christ, can he have a great time in Vegas? <laughs> you should see the fucking videos and pictures of him in Vegas after they did that ran in on. I mean, unless Dynamite. unless they do like a they they bring in another like do more do like a three way, which people will shit on because they keep doing three way tag matches. You bring in the Briscoes. Oh my God! Try to get the Ring of Honor belts back. That would uh, that would be amazing. And then. You would say, I'm just I I fucking gorillas of destiny like I I don't know if they broke up or not because Tama got kicked out of Bullet Club. Do you do OG fucking Bullet Club versus whatever the Bullet Club is now? I mean, here's the thing: you can't really do OG Bullet Club. The you can't do women's. There's going to be no women's matches on this pay-per-view because it's a strictly New Japan thing. There's no stardom or shimmer or nothing like that unless you bring in, like, older um, wrestlers that's not a part of the stardom. Just fucking have Maki Ito show up. That's all you do. Yeah. The um, And wrestle dudes. <laughs> Her versus Suzuki. Oh, Jesus. See, that was the thing. That's the one people everybody says they want to see is Suzuki Goon versus uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, my God. Suzuki, Archer, and um, Zack Sabre. Daniel Bryan, Zack Sabre. Mm-hmm. Your technical... Archer and um, and Wheeler, New Wheeler, probably going at it. Oh, Suzuki and um, Wheeler. 
Oh yeah. Either, then, either way, you can have. And then yeah, because you I mean Moxley you could, pair off against somebody and beat the shit out of each and other. And then then yeah, because you would have like if you especially if you let like Wheeler go after Suzuki and Suzuki just beat because you know Wheeler's okay with bleeding like a goddamn stuck pig. Yeah, and also wheel you can put Wheeler with Zack Saber. I mean that would be a great match. Like yeah. I, I I would I would be okay with that. Because, again, you know, New Japan used to be the land of the factions, and I think that's what you really... You need to do some of that oh, with it's, this pay-per-view. It's still the, the land of the factions. Um, You can do Tariano versus fucking uh, Orange Cassidy. Well, if or Orange Danhausen. Is, well, I mean, or if Orange is... Uh, healed... Or you do um, Suzuki versus Orange Cassidy. Hook versus all the young lions. <laughs> yeah. See, here's another problem with this is how many people can you bring over from Japan? Yeah, that's going to mean you're going to you're gonna have, have to pick and choose. Although, I mean, I would assume they're kind of opening up. Like, and if you've got this planned ahead of time, then... You should be able to yeah. make arrangements to get whoever else, whoever you need out. Dude, you can have Dante Martin versus um, any one of the fucking light heavyweights and probably put on a fucking mm-hmm. amazing match. Dante Martin versus Will Ospreay. Which yeah, I, I mean that's why I'm like I'm I'm I really can't wait for the next two weeks for the fucking you know the announcements and the fucking build up. I'm hoping it's worth it. I'm hoping it's fucking good. Oh, because this is the if this is not a good fucking pay per view, this is probably gonna be the last one. I don't know if New Japan's gonna deal with it again. Like, if you don't put together a fucking stellar card right off the bat, I mean, he is. But again, it comes down to who can they get over, and they kind of mm-hmm. have to deal with how many of the American. Based people, Bear, yeah, that's in L.A. right now with the dojo. Um, do you bring in Ring of Honor? I don't think you bring in Ring of Honor people. I think it's just strictly going to be AEW. I mean, that's the honestly, that's what a forbidden a pay per view called Forbidden Door should be. It's going to be a should l- be. I mean, granted, AEW Ring of Honor is not a Forbidden Door anymore, but it should be Ring of Honor AEW. New Japan, Impact. It's going to be... Find some people from the indies that are pretty big names that aren't signed, that haven't been on the show. Give me goddamn Effie versus somebody on this card. What the fuck is Ziggy doing lately? I don't know, man. He he had like a, he had like that one match on AEW and yeah. that was it. They, um... What I'm guessing is going to be this pay-per-view is going to be a typical New Japan show. There's going to be one... There's probably going to be like three fucking singles matches and the rest is going to be either trios or tag or five it'll be like five. It'll be faction matches. Yeah. Because it's like the Bucks can go after... Does, does New Japan have a trios belt? Yes. Um, I forgot who has it though. 
I think. Dude, they got to be doing. They got like Tony's got to do something with the trios belt. If he's got he's he if he's got trios titles made, he's got to do something something with them relatively soon. You can do evil versus fucking um, Malachi Black. Yeah. Or evil versus fucking Penta. Let them two beat the shit out of each other. There's so much possibilities. It's I'm hoping this card is worth the hype. Yeah, like I mean they, he, they the, build it. But here's the thing: you just gotta you gotta keep your own hype in check. Like with anything, like they're not hype. They're not overhyping this. In your mind, you're overhyping it because of all the things that you're like. Oh, we can see this. We can see this. We can see this. Again, we don't know who can come over. We don't know what travel arrangements are like, what health things are like. We could get just like the people who are are American-based and, you know, people we've already seen. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I see a pay-per-view called Forbidden Door. I'm like, NWA, Impact, Ring of Honor, AEW, New Japan, Indie People. Make it us look. Screw you. Y'all didn't like the five hour card for freaking uh, double or nothing. Forbidden doors gonna be six, and everybody's gonna be on the goddamn card. Give me Effie versus Dalton Castle. Um. Yeah, it's uh. I'm hoping it's good. I'm sure it's going to be like five hours. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because it'll be what, 50 bucks? 10 bucks an hour? Yeah, probably. But yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that, you know, I think we've covered everything that we need to cover. Oh, Big Cass is not left Impact. He left Impact? Yeah, he didn't. I guess he didn't resign. I mean, I don't think they were all like, I, I don't think the impact people are signed to like very long contracts. No. I think they're basically signing them for what they have creative for them for. And then that's it. I can see him turning up in WWE soon. Yeah. Especially after that match he had on AEW, they might bring him back. Supposedly he's cleaned up his act. He's gotten great shape. He's got a, a way better attitude. He's sober. I mean, he basically said "fuck Enzo" during that match on a, yeah. on Dynamite. So yeah, I guess that's it for this week. Uh, any comments, thoughts, questions? Send them my way. Uh, so again, until next week, I'm Wayne. That was Paul, and we're out.